Pregnant Pause, a poem imagining what went through Zechariah's mind when the angel Gabriel appeared to him in Luke 1, 8 through 18, and what he thought about in his year of silence in Luke 1, 19 and 20, and how he was so ready to burst forth in messianic song as soon as his lips were opened, Luke 2, 57 through 79. I wish that I could speak, could shout, and spread that angel's words about in villages among the hills, in brothels where men get their thrills, and temples where man's pride is rife. But I can't even tell my wife. How foolish I, how slow of heart, I thought the horse behind the cart. This news, a son, that sounds absurd, was my reply to heavenly word from angel lips untried by sin. You see the wrinkles on my skin and come to me with stories wild. Old Zach and Lizzie bear a child. I've prayed, I know. That's what priests do. And told my wife about it, too. She smiles, looks down and bats her eyes like girls whose hope is to disguise a crush. She tucks her hair, now gray, behind her ears. What can I say, she says, but God is truly good. She's just been saying what she should. But how can I believe this news? Messiah comes to save the Jews, and old Zach and Elizabeth will bear a son to blaze his path? Come on, how about you show a sign to prove that this is God's design? Those were the last words I spoke. To prove his words were not a joke, the angel wired shut my jaws nine months so far of pregnant pause. We'll have a son, they all can tell from watching Lizzie's belly swell. God has been good, they stopped to say. Old Zach, you've taught us how to pray. I wish they knew it wasn't me. My faith was like an olive tree, all shriveled, gnarled, twisted, stooped, in spite of myself yielding fruit. I'd like to preach to them of grace, how all of us, the human race, are like a barn whose paint is old, whose wood is cracked and filled with mold, whose roof is gone, whose rafters sag. Our righteousness is filthy rags. And when their eyes and hearts are full with tears to say, your sins like wool and like the driven snow shall be, though now a crimson bloody sea. Rejoicing as I am, you see, to have a boy for Liz and me, my thoughts are wrapped like balls of twine. I cannot put it out of mind. The other boy, the angel said, would soon lay down his holy head upon another mother's breast. This was the news that sounded best of all. Messiah comes to save, to rescue us from shallow graves. We've dug ourselves with our own hands, with picks of cruelty in the sands of sin. Messiah will not fail to enter in behind the veil that I, the priest, could never cross. He'll enter in through pain and loss of his own blood, just like the ram God gave to Father Abraham. A substitute absorbs the rod and opens up the way to God. And so I set this poem down, and I'll recite it in the town, in villages among the hills, in brothels where men get their thrills, to priests like me whose faith is weak, and in my heart until I speak. I'll tell them, yes, about my son, but focus on the other one. Blessed be the God of Israel, who saves his people from the hell that they deserve and has raised up a full and overflowing cup of grace. Salvation comes to man. Messiah comes from David's clan, just like God said in days of old. 
and prophets spoke with valor bold. Salvation from our enemies and mercy from the Lord who's pleased to keep his promises of grace, his covenant with Abram's race, that we might serve him all our years in holiness and without fears. And my son, so the angel says, has come to pave Messiah's ways, to preach about the one who wins forgiveness for his people's sins. I'll save this for my son, I think, so that when he is on the brink of preaching as the Lord has said, that he will have it in his head, that privileged lot as his may be, he never will the bridegroom be. But publish this from east to west. He must increase. I must be less.